Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Untraditional Podcast. I'm your host, Rodney Truitt Jr. I am the founder and creative director at Untraditional, a branding studio focused on helping creators and brands grow, thrive, and achieve more through design. In this episode, we talk to my friend Future. He is a content creator on Twitch, and we talk about everything from his time that he served in the military to his lifelong dream of starting a charity. It's a good, good episode, the inaugural episode, so enjoy it. And thank you. Yo, guys, what is going on? My name is Fissure, also known as Rodney. Right is my real name. Should have said that the other way. But hey, it is okay. Uh, welcome to the untraditional podcast. Podcast. Hmm. Podcast. The inaugural episode with my friend, streamer, content creator, Future. Future, what is going on? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Dude, very, I'm... very, very honored to be yes, first. Sir. Yes, sir. Dude, I am so, so, so excited to have you on the show. Um, Dude, like I was telling you before we started recording, I ever since I rated you on Twitch, I thought, dude, this guy is actually bringing it, man. Like, I love his demeanor. I love how he <laughs> talks to his community, how he just interacts with the people that that comes into his chat. Like, not like they're they're strangers, but like when when you first come into the chat, you feel like family, and I I definitely felt that. So, dude, what thanks, man. On? That's that's a uh. uh amazing comment or compliment thank you so much i really appreciate it yeah and i try to make it feel that way too and um you know and that's why you know it's weird i never call it chat too and it's just one of those things i always try to make people feel like i don't know if it's like you know i don't try to say like i'm friends with each and every person i don't know everybody's individual lives but it's just like i do want it to kind of be a place that people come hang out you know get a, an escape from everything going on and whether it's their daily lives globally with COVID, whatever it is. So um, I think it kind of makes people easier to connect. Dude, a hundred percent, man. I feel that, bro. Like, I don't know if you know this, but I call my chat family. Um, so in my discord, it's called nice. Fissure family. Um, <laughs> um, I see. And I was trying to think of like, I, I made it like, was it, I've thought of a few different names, but uh, family of the future. Uh, is one thing that I sailed on. I, I thought of like the Jetsons, maybe because they were like you know old cartoon. Dude. They were like the the family that lived in you know the futuristic the Jetsons man. So I thought about that, but I realized like, dude, all these names are the same too. So I was trying to think of something. Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to be very very original, uh, especially in these days, man. <laughs> Yo, I feel that so much, man. Like it took me forever to kind of come up with what I came up, and it's. Even still, it's not super original. Like everybody, like well, some people have family. It's just PH instead of you know the yeah. F. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. yeah, but it, it, it works though too. I mean, there's there's a reason why it's kind of like there's so many fams or families or you know the pack, the the <laughs> you know whatever it is, the dude. army, dude. the army. So uh, yeah. One thing I really like, and I feel like we're kind of like diverting from from what we're supposed to talk about, but I don't care. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you know who Syndicate is. His thing is the syndication. Like I love that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's kinda, that's really cool. I don't, I don't. That sounds familiar. Dude, but I, I do like that though. The syndication. Nice. He's a big like COD YouTuber. Um, started out in zombies like way back in the day, like 2010. Um, but. That, that's what it kind of reminded me of too for some reason i thought it was like a cod person too i don't know where i would i don't know maybe maybe i do know them i just can't think of them on top of it but I, I was huge in cod when i was uh like in high school that was one of like the first games i i, I played i i played what was it up uh, at 
I try to go pro gaming in like uh, back in Halo Two, uh, like original COD Modern Warfare days, and um, so I, I was all about that scene, man. And so I don't know if that's where I know it from, but uh, man, that's that's where kind of like my whole gaming path kind of started from was console. I I actually just started doing uh, like major PC stuff probably back when I started streaming, maybe like a few months before I started streaming. But before then, it was all like Xbox and you know PlayStation and stuff like that. So, dude, man, you're giving me so many like question ideas, dude. I, I want to ask you <laughs> all. Um, but to kind of shoot away, man, dude. <laughs> to 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 kind of uh, focus this thing right now, I want to know, dude, how did you grow up, my guy? Um, so I I was originally born in California, out in uh, San Jose, but. I quickly moved my, my parents unfortunately moved us to the Midwest when I was like five when I was like five so even though I was like I was like oh man you're from California yeah but I never grew up there kind of <laughs> I, I grew up I grew up in uh, good old misery Missouri um, so yeah I grew up in uh, St. Louis like North County of St. Louis um, all the way from like I said when I was about five lived in smaller towns here and there too but uh, mainly mainly in Northern California or sorry Northern Missouri Northern St. Louis County, Missouri, um, all the way until I graduated high school. And, uh, you know, kind of grew up with that, you know, I don't know, it, it was kind of a weird mix of city and Southern hospitality type of thing, especially back then when I was growing up. Um, you know, that was back when, you know, kids still played outdoors. So, you know, this was, <laughs> I feel like it's so, so long ago, but uh, yeah, that was, that was when we were begging to stay out past, uh, it, you know, that was back when everybody's curfew was when the streetlights were coming off. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's when your parents were were about to beat you if you weren't inside before the streetlights came off, you know? That's the, so, good, old um, the good old days. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, so I grew up in um, Missouri. And then after that, you know, I, I, I wanted to get out. Like, I, I had always, ever since I was a kid, man, I just wanted to get out. Um, you know, it was, you know I, I definitely cherish it looking back on it. Um, you know, it definitely taught me taught me good values, especially you know after living in California. Eventually, and and you know, I've, I've visited so many different places and seen different cultures. You're definitely, you know, uh, it was definitely a blessing, I guess. Uh, you know, to grow up in the Midwest. But um, anyway, so I uh, joined the military. There was a few different ideas I had thought of. Oh, one sec. Sorry, I had to cough for a second. <laughs> so, um, man, I thought of going anything from law school to history teacher to acting. Acting was actually, you know, when I was younger, when, when I was young and dumb, I thought, you know, I was about to be a freaking movie star or something. But uh, so I acted in like little local plays and stuff like that and high school stuff. But I ended up going, going into the military um, instead of going to college because I really wanted to you know, um, I really wanted to give back in some way. I really wanted to serve. Um, and uh, I really wanted to travel the world. And, uh, yeah, so I joined the Navy, like, straight out of high school. And uh, I was in there for four years. Dude, wow. Spent the, yeah. Yeah, spent the uh, first, let's see, first year kind of like training. And I spent I spent a couple years in different parts of the Middle East. Um, and... Uh, until I'd gotten injured um, almost two years in and um, got a whole, got my leg all messed up and ended up getting bad infection, ended up having to get sent back to the States eventually. But I was, I was almost done with my time anyway, you know, uh, which is unfortunate, but 
So I came back, spent my last year in the States uh, before I then got out. And then, so I got out of the military, um, was it after my four years were up and then what did I do from there? Yeah. I moved back to California. I was like, you know what? I was like, uh, I want yeah, I travel, I traveled the globe a little bit, you know, while I was in the military, which was pretty awesome. Um, I had some good times, some not good, some not so good times, right? You know, it definitely wasn't all flowers and candy over there in the Middle East, man. But, uh, but uh, you know, met, met some of the best guys you'll ever meet in your life. Um, and uh, yeah, after that, man, you know, I kind of set myself my sights on school. So I went to school for computer science uh, out there in SoCal. And then um, let's see. Oh, yeah. But then uh, I'd actually kind of gotten recruited by Apple. So this was, it was weird. I'd never like really thought of Apple as a plan or anything. It just kind of one of those opportunities that popped up out of nowhere. And uh, so I ended up working for um, Apple for about five years as a, uh, as a consultant. And what I would essentially consult on is, oh, I never really said what I did in the military either, but <laughs> we'll talk about well, what I basically can, yeah, we'll talk about that too. But uh, so what I basically did for Apple was, um, um, a solutions consultant. And what I did is essentially made sure they were making money, you know, to be honest, it was kind of more of like a corporate stooge kind of thing. But, um, so I, I worked out there mainly out of the main, uh, out of the main, uh, campus out there in Cupertino. Um, and I essentially just managed some of our, um, third party con- connections with like Best Buy, um, you know, like Verizon, stuff like that, made sure that they were like, and basically in charge of, making a certain making sure that the, these third parties were like making us a certain t- amount of money within uh, each quarter each each fiscal year stuff like that um you know and then of course that's making sure that they're trained properly making sure that you know they're getting plenty of inventory making sure that the brands being taken care of and all these third parties because you know apple has some pretty high standards um you know but yeah yeah they they definitely do that that maintains throughout the company um <clears throat> And the, and you know what, man? And it, it, I will be honest. They were a great company. They they treated me really, really well. Um, but it wasn't what I'd really planned, what I'd really like dreamed of doing, right? And so that's kind of why I left Apple. Sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. I'm, I'm going, I'm going a little long here. But I'll, <laughs> so, uh, so I'll kind of stop there for now. But yeah. So after after I got off, uh, I left from Apple after a little over five years, and. Um, and then, so I wanted to be back, you know, I hadn't been near family in over 10 years. So I was like, Hey, you know, you want, you know, I'm, I'm going to go off on a different path here. So I might as well, let me move close to family. My brother just had some kids and, uh, you know, my mom and dad lives close by. They hate each other to death, but, <laughs> but, but, but they, uh, sometimes, but they, uh, live, man, I, I grew up. Yeah. I, that's another era I grew up in, man. You pretty much, uh, you you had a better chance of winning the lottery than running into a kid whose parents were still together. So, um, dude, that is the so, weirdest analogy, but very true. <laughs> also, at the same time, dude. man, Holy. it's it was uh, yeah. So, you know, un- you know, unfortunately, they didn't they didn't get to uh, they didn't get a uh, they didn't get along too well, but uh, but at least uh, you know they were still close by. So I figured, hey, you know what, I'm gonna go on a different path for now. So let me. Uh, let me go spend some time with family. You know, I haven't, I haven't been close to any for a long time. So, so yeah, that's how I ended up somehow back in Missouri, man. 
never thought I'd ever fucking be here. I never thought I'd be. I don't know if I could cuss or whatever on this, but uh, I never, I never thought I'd be back in Missouri. But here I am, dude. Man, I've got so many questions, bro. As you as you were speaking, I was like, yeah, sorry. You feel free to cut me off too, dude. It's 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 all good. Don't worry about it. Um, so I want to kind of take it back and like you began telling me about um the military dude how did that go yeah. what'd you do just, just just start spewing out man i'm, I'm here for it yeah <laughs> so i originally joined as an information systems technician and what that is is basically like an it and that's that's what i i remember when i was young i i, I originally like i said I, I really thought i wanted to be like a history teacher because i loved history so much um i just loved learning about it learning new things it's funny learning new things about old things right so uh things that already happened so, um, but it was always just so interesting to me, but you know, this was around, you know, early two thousands, you know, uh, early mid two thousands, you know what I mean? So, so I was like, I kind of saw the way the future was going. The future was heading in the direction of te- like technology. I just kind of saw it. it was about, it was about to boom. Yeah. Right, you know, why two Y two K? I mean, the one not that long ago, right? Y two K was a little while while back now, but this was around what two thousand six, two thousand seven. I was really trying to decide, and so um, you know, it's kind of saw where technology was going. So I was like, you know, let me let me go in that direction. I, I kind of I always had a knack for it, um, and it was always really interesting to me. The the thing that always interested me about technology, or just that the whole world of that, is that it's always changing. Oh yeah, right, and always. um. The um, and the great thing about that is that you'll never know everything, right? So you're 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 always constantly learning, and uh, I always thought there's something uh, really great about that, right? Um, there's always something there's always something more to learn, um, and always a, you know different takes on things. But um, so yeah, that always, that always really um interested me. That's what always kind of grasped me about you know the whole technology field, but. So that's what I originally joined in the military. Um, and also it gave me like an opportunity to do something after the military. Cause at that point I wasn't sure. I was like, Hey, do I want to do this for 20 years? Do I want to get out after four? What do I want to do? So I was like, Hey, why don't I give myself a possible out for both? So I was like, <clears throat> you know, I tested pretty well. So I was like, all right, let's go in for this information systems technology. That'll give me, you know, possibly if I want to do some IT stuff after I get out then that gives me the freedom too. So, um, originally I went in for that, but also in my mindset, I'm like, Hey man, I joined to do something. I joined to serve. I joined to make a difference or do whatever. Right. I don't, you know, you never know what the hell that even means making a difference, but, um, but I joined to actually, you know, help in some what way. And the biggest thing going on right then obviously was all the wars in the middle East. So, um, I'd sign up for that. Um, my original contract for the Middle East actually was accepted, but then rejected. Um, but not anything because of me, because they had limited. It was just kind of like a random of the draw, like, oh, hey, sorry, these contracts aren't, we don't need these anymore. Oh, I um, yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, you usually don't send people straight out of school anyway. Because whenever you go into the military, you do have like your A school, then you have like, uh, well, you have boot camp first, and then you have your A school. And then sometimes people have like B or C schools, and then they go on and do whatever they got to do. But um, after that, um, yeah, so I was, I was basically, I was in Bahrain at the time. 
uh, which is a country in the um, in the Persian Gulf. Mm, okay, it's a small little mi- Middle Eastern country, man. It's it's uh, we don't have, we didn't have a SOFA agreement with them, which is kind of like a, a more a SOFA agreement is kind of like a legitimate agreement between the two con- like the United States and that country. We didn't we we were on good terms, um, but um, you know. Um, they basically called it the, the Las Vegas, the Midwest, right? So it wasn't too, it wasn't too dangerous at that in, in Bahrain. Exactly. Right. Uh, plus it's isolated in the sea. <clears throat> but, um, so what I did there is that I, I was the, um, network operations center, uh, administrator. Um, well, and not, not initially I built my way up cause I was, you know, just fresh in the military, but I was the youngest, <laughs> this is kind of funny because we call them Navy sailors, right? Mm-hmm. So I was the youngest sailor in Navy history to become an administrator of a network operations center. Wow. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, kind of busting my, busting my ass for that. So what you start out as is basically like standard operator and, you know, just typing in code and like, you know, do 12 hour watches, you know, man, those days were crazy because we would have to do three days. So we would, we would, we basically have 12 hour rotation as a, of watches, right? Um, you would have three days on and two days off. But the crazy thing is, is that you would switch from AM watches to PM watches every rotation. Oh, so I would, yeah. So So, I'd be 7 AM to 7 PM for the three days. I'd have two days off. Then I'd have 7 PM to 7 AM the next three days. I I don't know how I said that, but sleep schedule off. Like, well, dude, I was, I was 18, you know, to me, I was like, no, you know, it's great. I didn't think about, I didn't think to me, I was just like, whatever at the time, but thinking back on it now. And also like the, the older guys at that time, I was just like, dude, how the fuck do they did it? (laughs) I don't understand, dude. I, I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me enough to do that anymore. Uh, especially these days, man, no way I couldn't do it. But back then, I don't know, man, I just, it didn't, you know, it, it's crazy looking back on it, but it was just something like, okay, this is what we got to do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, working my way up there. I don't, I can't remember how long exactly it took, but, um, so I was there for doing that for about nine months before I got recruited into a, um, a team called dev group, which is a special team to, dev- Basically, development group is what DevGroup stands for, but it's a spe- it's a special support team for special forces for the Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, most significantly, SEAL Team Six. SEAL Team Six. I don't know if they have him attached to multiple SEAL teams. Now, I wasn't I wasn't a Navy SEAL. What they do is that th- this was kind of like a special program of a collective of different specializations, right? So I was like IT. You can be of different spe- jobs attached to the development group that helps assist in, you know, on the Navy SEAL team bases, um, you know, or just different operations, stuff like that. How many so, people are um, picked for these things? Oh, shoot. Um, whenever I was originally, whenever there, there was a whole application process. I, I know it starts off with a few thousand um, and then there was, I think there was, um, at the end, was there six or eight of us chosen? Wow. But you have to go, you had to go through like a physical test and then you had to go through a, um, like a medical test. And then you also, uh, also had to go through a psychological test. 
to see if you were mentally prepared for it. Um, and even though there's really no way to completely tell, right? You just, the, the, people always ask me, it's like, you know, man, what was it like? What was it like? Uh, you know, it's like, um, <clears throat> and they, they have you talk to a psychiatrist too, right? Like a, a psychiatrist, like, um, a military psychiatrist, you know, they just ask you a ton of questions. They have you take a, um, a mentality test, basically a test saying, thinking, letting you know if you're crazy or not. Like, right. Are you going to go nuts? Or are you going to be all right? You know, what's going on? Are you already nuts? Are you going to go even crazier? You know, but it's basically just make sure that you're mentally fit. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and honestly, there's really no way to really tell until you get there. There's a way, I mean, I guess there's a way to tell if people are already crazy, but, the point is, it's like, you really don't know how you're going to react to that kind of terrible until you see it. Yeah, dude. Right. Um, so how grueling is the process for that? Was it, was it very intense? Like, or, or was it um, that intense? I know it's dealing with the military, so it has to be some level of intensity that, that's coupled along with that. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it's weird. I, I just kind of like always... Whenever I kind of set my mind on something, man, um, I don't really think too much about the odds. You know, I kind of just tell myself what I got to do. Um, you know, what are what are the requirements? What what do I got to do in order to make this happen? Um, and then put in the hours to make it happen, right? P- people always try to think that there's like some kind of crazy equation or like, oh man, this guy's so much better at me than doing this and. Uh, this person just knows so much more than I do in this. But uh, honestly, for most things, it, it comes down to hard work. It comes down to people putting in more hours to putting putting in more hours than you. To be honest, I mean, there are definitely skill gaps and knowledge gaps in in different things. But in most things, it's really how much <laughs> with knowledge. It's just about being able to learn something more. You know, with the, with school, whatever whatever it is. In school, they're just telling you what's in books, right? So if you, I don't know, I'm kind of going off on a trek here, but how would I say this? Whenever I kind of think of something I got to do, right? Because the, the the competition was kind of grueling. I would just always be putting in as many hours as I could because I my thought process is whenever I'm not doing something to accomplish what I'm trying to do, somebody else is working harder than me. When I'm not putting in the time, somebody else, I just, to me, it's just like, okay, I know somebody else must be putting in the time and they're going to get it over me or whatever it is. Right. Uh, so that's kind of just like the way I kind of think about things. Dude. So I'm obviously you're, you're correct, dude. I'm, I'm somewhat the same way. I'm, I'm not the exact same way. Like whenever I put my mind to something, I like to, uh, go through all the possible outcomes and then head for that so that if I meet a different outcome than what is what I personally want, then I know how to react. So I, I understand to that uh, extent. But I, I want to ask you, man, what what type of like test did they have you go through besides like just the physical, mental and um I want to say health tests, like like the, the. So that was pretty much it. So initially, they send you. So the first step is like you have to run, be able to run three miles within like eighteen minutes. Um, I forgot about it. You have to do a certain amount of push ups, sit ups, stuff like that. So because in, in the military, you have a basic physical fitness standard uh, where you have to run a mile and a half in a certain amount of uh, a certain amount of time, do a certain amount of push ups, sit ups, pull ups, stuff like that. Um, 
But of course, for a team like that, they want you to be a little bit more fit than the average Joe. So, um, so you have a little bit higher standards. They weren't crazy because, like I said, you know, we we weren't trying, we weren't, you know, putting in to be Navy SEALs, and that wasn't really what I wanted, right? Um, but um, <clears throat> other than that, you so you go through the physical te- fitness test, which is one of the you know overlying thing that's going on, but. Um, as far as the uh, mental test, I forgot exactly what they called it, but yeah, it's basically just a test that's, I don't know. It was kind of, it was kind of like taking a, it's basically a bunch of tests of like, you know, how you handle certain situations, um, your thought process, whenever you, you know, um, are aggravated or happy. So, you know, um, it, it was kind of, honestly, it was so long ago too. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember like, exact questions or anything um but yeah so it was basically like just it it wasn't like a hey you know do you know math and english kind of test it was more of like a you know are you are you in a sane you know (laughs) you know how can how do you handle stressful situations how do you handle uh all this stuff mentally um and then you had to talk to a um and then one of the final one of the final uh steps was talking to a board a board of like a master chief, um, one of the senior chiefs, and then um, you know people involved with the program, and then also the psychiatrist or what was he a psychologist? Is that the same thing? Psychologist, no. Psy- psychiatrist. And okay, okay. Um, it, one of those. He was a psychiatrist, right? So <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so yeah, he was the guy who basically divvied out the tests and uh, was basically there to basically there to help them judge you know how everybody's men- mental fitness was that so they were you, that they were reviewing so when you go into that room what is, what is your mind thinking like okay i'm surrounded by prestigious men and women and then there's this psychiatrist or psychologist whichever <laughs> one that evaluated you who knows if you're crazy or not like <laughs> how how did that like how did you perceive that and how did you uh go about through that process you know, man, I've never, you know, what's weird, dude. It's it, you, some things I get nervous with when it becomes to, I've always been kind of night and day in this way. It's whenever it comes to like entertaining and stuff like that, that stuff I get nervous with, mm. but when it comes down to like business, anything in work, and I think this is, you know, I, I've, I've been able to accomplish a lot of most of the things I set out to do. I've been able to accomplish this because I mean, like, like the mindset that I was telling you, but also whenever it comes to like business stuff like that, man, I just, I don't get, for some reason it just doesn't like rattle me. Right. Um, but that's also because like I said, you know, I always make sure I'm prepared. I always make sure that I'm putting into work that, um, <laughs> you know, that I'm, I'm going into that room as confident as I possibly can be and as prepared as I possibly can be. Dude, that is, that is a, a trait that I wish that I uh, attained in or, or have. And I, I oh, don't worry. I, I lack in plenty of other traits. No. <laughs> I feel like a lot of other people would honestly say the same thing, you know. Um, but moving on from there, dude, I want to know, like, what got you out of the military? I, I remember you, you were saying mm. that you had an injury a couple years in and you didn't know if you wanted to continue it or not. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so that was um, – what was it actually shortly into this program? Um, and 
Well, and that's not actually what had me thinking about getting out. What with it, what had actually happened first? I'd already decided actually by then. Um, and what had me decide because I was basically being groomed into an officer, uh, grooming into being an officer. Um, and so once I had started getting, um, it started basically my commanding officer and like my senior chiefs and basically, I don't know, this doesn't really mean anything, but basically like supervisors of mine have basically, they'd basically approached me, um, and they just liked the work I'd been doing. Like I said, I was able to be the youngest sailor to become a, um, you know, a, the operations center administrator in history, which was really awesome. Um, <clears throat> and then, um, what was it? And I, like I said, I would always, you know, just always just kept busting my ass as much as I could. I'm always trying to put in, put in a good impression. Um, but eventually, so eventually it started making some waves. Um, you know, and plus it's somewhat of a small base too, right? It's not like, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, so pe- people hear about it. Um, and so, yeah, they started, started talking to me about my future and they were saying, Hey, you know, we, we were kind of wondering what your future plans are for the military. Um, you know, where you, cause I was an enlisted personnel at this time. Right. So I was an E3, E4 at this time. Mm. I think it was E4. Yeah, I was an E4. So I was a petty officer, third class. And, and dear God, could the Navy have like just any worse names? I Like that was one of the most discouraging things. You couldn't even look up to being, you couldn't even look up to being promoted in the Navy. You went from being a seaman to a petty officer. Because that's what you have. So, so you have. Oh my gosh! So we're we're gonna take a little bit of a turn here. But you, you the the worst is because you know military guys, man, they have the darkest humor, um, but still some of the greatest guys. True. You have uh, what was it? Because when E one, you're a seaman recruit. What was it then like seaman apprentice and then just a seaman? Um, and if you had a uh, if you had a last name that just worked a little too well with that semen first name. Um, you, you were definitely uh, ratted on. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you definitely got a, you got a, a preferential treatment, you know? So, um, but yeah, man, it was, it was so crazy. Cause it's like you, it, it, all, all of the, I don't know why all the rankings in the Navy, man, is that you just go from semen to petty officer. But then once you finally make chief, which, you know, that just takes way too long. But anyway, sorry, I, I get sidetracked sometimes, but uh Anyway, so they were talking to me. They're like, hey, do you want to go down this road of, you know, continuing going up the uh, enlisted ladder? Or do you want to you think about becoming an officer? Because um, they were like, hey, we, we have these programs where you could um, easily become an officer. We can send you to complete your schooling um, and complete your degree. And then you would come back and you'd be an officer for six years um, at a minimum. And then kind of go from there. And at this point, I was already about two years in. So I don't want to stop you real quick, uh, but I'm yeah. going to. How old? Yeah, yeah, no problem. How old? How old was I? Yeah. Or how, how old are you right now? Oh, dude. So this is. <laughs> I've kind of kept my age a mystery at this. Um, a mystery at this point. Okay. So sorry, I, I was kind of disconnecting here. Were you able to hear me though? No. So yeah, I, I, I've been kind of ke- I've been keeping my a- age a mystery, man. Um, 
shoot. <laughs> you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. It's all good. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll keep the mystery a prize for now. Okay. Okay. But uh, it's all good. But uh, yeah, too old, <laughs> too old for the internet. How about that? <laughs> I'm I'm probably a boomer in internet years. You know what I mean? Okay. So uh, but I'm I'm not that old. I'm not that old, man. Somebody thought I was seven. Somebody told me they're like, "Are you, you look like you're 17. I was like, "Oh my god, what?" <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that person's trying to get on my good side or. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah. So yeah. Sorry, that's kind of been like a mystery of the uh, kind of been one of the mysteries of the stream, but um. So yeah, so we go. Um, so yeah, sorry. They were trying, asking me what uh, if I wanted to go down the path of an officer. So at this point, I was a, a little. What is it? About two years in, and so I was thinking. I was like, well, if I take this, um, since it's a minimum six year requirement after I accept it and after I become an officer, I would essentially be signing, be in the military for the next for ten years, right? right. By the end of by the end of that six year. You know, by the end of every, uh, it was all said and done at that first contract. I would, it would, I would be at a ten year mark. And so for me, I'm trying to think way ahead. So I'm like, for me, if I'm already, what am I going to do? Get out of the military after ten years and just go do what else? Right. So I was like, well, I might as well retire then. If I'm going to stay in ten years, I might as well go the full twenty and get the retirement and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of made it basically a decision of well. Do I want to retire the military, and do I, or do I not want to retire the military? Do I want to go try uh, try venture on somewhere else? Um, and you know, even though the military, I think it would have still been a great decision as well too. And you know, um, it was a necessary part of my life, and um, just such a uh, you know, it just added so much more responsibility to me. You know, what I mean, it just made me such more of such a better person and such a more responsible person and uh, added so many good attributes to my life. Um, but I also thought that especially after being out in the Middle East, man, so you just see things, you hear things, you find things and, and you're just like, you know, I don't think I don't want that. I don't want that to be my life for that. Even though that wouldn't be like, you know, I'm, I wouldn't be spending 20 years there, but I, I, I just thought eventually, you know what? I, I think I'm going to do my four years and I think I'm going to get out. I think I'm going to venture on to a, not necessarily greener pastures, but different pastures. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah. So I ended up deciding there. I was like, you know what? I'll just get out of debt for my four years and yeah, continue my journey, man. Dude. So, what about that injury that, you know, really caused you to go home? What's all that about? Um, so basically, I got my foot sliced open, um, while on a mission and then it got, and then he got infected with a staph infection. Oh uh, yeah, with what was it? It was some staph infection native to the Middle East. It was oh my gosh, man! It's been so many years now. Um, man, I used to know the name of it like literally off the top because I had to deal with this crap for years. Yeah, I, I had to deal with it for years after that, man. It, yeah, that was a crappy time. Um, man, I can't think of it now. It's so crazy, and, and you know, it's so great too because. For you know, for you for some years after that, that's all it was about was trying to you know um, heal up and uh, get that get that taken care of. Um, so it's great. It, it's it, it's it's crazy. I can't remember it now, but uh, it's also a good thing because it's like you know one of those things where it was just always on my mind for so long. So uh, 
but yeah. So anyways, that's what happened. It was just a, a staph infection um, uh, after my foot got sliced open. Um, and then, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it sent me up a little bit early, but not, not too much. Not too much. I think it was like maybe a couple months early. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So yeah, yeah. not 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 too long. I was thinking it was like a yeah. little bit longer, but dude, that is that is wild. So was it a obviously it was a bad enough injury to send you home a couple months early? Um, so what was the recovery process from that like? Ooh, um, a lot of surgeries because I'd had like basically I'd had some like inner like vascular issues that I never knew about because I never had to deal with anything like this. I never had any major injuries when I was growing up. Um, I played sports and stuff when I was a kid, um, but mainly it was like basketball, baseball, um, you know, football outside in the, in the neighborhood, but um, and then not like organized football. Um, and so, and but I never had like a major injury, so I never realized. I guess I had, what was it? Um arterial something i basically i don't have great blood flow in like the in my bottom of my legs or something like that or just in one of my that leg of course it's that leg that got injured you know what i mean <laughs> so uh so yeah it, i just had bad blood flow and so it wasn't able to heal up right um so yeah or for a very long time so i'd had to, i'd have a bunch of surgeries and whatnot so Okay. Yeah. And plus with staph, you know, if it doesn't get taken care of, you can, you can technically, you can die. Like you can die from staph, but I, it didn't get to, it didn't get to that part. Like it didn't get anywhere close to that with me, luckily. So I've got family over and I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey dude, no problem at all, man. Hey, you know what? It's, you know, it's so funny. Cause that's, you know, I told you that's why I came back to Missouri, man, was to you know, finally be back around the family. And then like, I just regretted it like 10 days in. So I'm just like, damn, I forgot this. Yeah, that's right. This is, this is what it's like to be around family again. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I totally get it. Dude. Um, okay. So kind of, You're, you have to love family, right? You're supposed to love them. You're right? supposed to supposed oh, okay. to, love them. you don't have to like them though. Let me tell you that you don't got to like them. You just got to yeah. love them. Um, so fast forward a little bit, man. Um, so, you get in the military and yeah. then you quickly turn around and you go to college. Yeah. What, what was that like? What was your major? Um, uh, you, yeah. well, you, you already said computer science. So tell me, tell me more about mm -hmm. that. Tell me about your college years. So computer science. Um, yeah. Look, cause uh, you know, that was kind of like, like I said, like what I had planned when I originally went to the military is like, I can always fall back on, you know, computer technology and in, into that field. Um, and so this is, that's what I knew. Um, and it was what it was boom, you know, it was, you know, if you wouldn't major in computer science, you know, you were just fine. You were getting the jobs thrown at you. Right. So, um, <clears throat> and it was also in one thing that was also important too, and it wasn't just because I knew there were computer science jobs out there too. It was something I really enjoyed. Right. Um, and that's one thing I think is really important. Oh my gosh. Sorry, having, having to cough up. But that's one thing um, I always think is really important is, you know, making sure that it's something I'm also, like, um, passionate about, too. You know, which kind of leads why I left Apple, but that's for, you know, in a minute. But, um, you know, because I think, you know, some people just focus way too much on making money, right? So people focus way too much on making money and not how you make money. 
And though, even though, you know, I think we we're definitely in a very, very rough time where people don't have the luxury, you know, they don't always have the luxury to, you know, do what they're passionate about to make money right now. They just got to get it where they can. Um, but as far as like the younger crowd and, you know, um, the younger generation trying to figure out what they want to do with their life, that's some, you know, very important is trying to figure out what you're passionate about and not, you know, not if it's just if it's going to make you money. My big belief, man, is <clears throat> if you're really passionate about something, there's two prerequisites. You got to be really passionate about something and you actually got to be, you got to be really, really good. You actually got to be good at it because I think you, you, it takes a lot of self-reflection. Like you got to be honest with yourself. You can't just be passionate and be shitty at it. Like it's just not, I'm sorry. Like, you know what 100%, I mean? hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, you, Yeah. So you got to be um, passionate if you're passionate about something and if you're actually, if you are, you know, whether it takes talent or skill or, you know, knowledge in, in your passion, right? Because different, different passions take different skill sets or different, you know, <clears throat> anyways, um, then you will eventually be successful in one way or another, right? It may not be, you know, the next day, it may not be for a few years, five years, but I do believe like if you find something you're truly passionate about and that you are actually good or knowledgeable in that, you will be successful um, because you're just going to be doing it better than the other people out there doing it that are just doing it because of the money. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> A lot of times, like, I feel like there are people, well, there are like different uh, levels of success and yeah. people oftentimes miss these in-between times for the high points and they want to get to the high points but they haven't yet gone through the in-between times yet like yeah to 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 get to where you do make that amount of money well yeah because i think you know especially because everything is so accessible nowadays you know people don't see uh, people don't understand or not i wouldn't say people don't understand I say a lot of the younger generation, it, it's, and, and it's not even like at a, I'm not saying it's at a fault either. It's just like there, a lot of people are so used now to getting everything instantaneously. Yeah. It's very, you know, that, um, when it's like, well, wait, I, it's going to take me five years to be successful in something that I'm trying to do. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm good at it. And, you know, it's, I should just be successful. I should be rich. I should be throwing money around like Lil, like Lil Wayne. <laughs> right. So, so, uh, dude, Lil Wayne's going back to prison. Do you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Anyway, as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, he's probably going to bring this up, and I'm going to be like, I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually. Like, well, <laughs> I don't actually know what he's going to prison for. At least I don't think so. Um, I heard it was. Yeah, they, they found like yeah, they found a gun and like some drugs and something on him. I don't know. It was like personal use stuff. It, he wasn't like you know moving Colombian cocaine or anything. It's, but uh. It's Lil Wayne. What you expect? <laughs> yeah, what right. Got to got to live that lifestyle, man. But um, what were we talking about? I think about Lil Wayne, and then I just like lose my mind. <laughs> we were talking about uh, success and actually making money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, success, Lil Wayne. It's easy to make that connection. So um, so so yeah, man. Um, that's why I think it's you know people just you know are so used to getting things instant instantaneously, right? Or um, you know, getting whether it's you know with social media whether whether it's with friends whether it's with <clears throat> you know you, you can get you can get anything right away you can get groceries delivered you can get you know a, a ride right right away you can 
you got Tinder, you can get a date, just, you know, just as soon as you freaking want. You know what I mean? Like you can, you literally just get anything you want, man. It's crazy. I was watching something about this, you know, I'd watch something about this a while back, but I mean, I don't want to go on, on that tangent, but anyways. Um, but yeah, so going back to the original point, that's just kind of like my main thought process is um, going with something that I'm passionate about, man. And uh, something that I know that I have a knack for, or, um, you know, or at least if I'm at least knowledgeable or know what I'm doing. So. How'd you get to where you knew you were passionate about it other than the military? Um, or did the military really like groom you to be passionate about, you know, computer science? So I was always kind of, I, I always kind of liked reading a lot. I, like I was trying to like reading about new things, right. New and interesting things. And I remember when I was a kid, it's just, um, reading about computers and uh, the way um, the internet worked and, uh, you know, just the way these computers worked. And uh, that's when I, like, built my first computer when I was, like, around 14. I just um, saw a PC magazine and it said, like, 20 easy steps to make your own computer, you know. And I, so I just found, like, the crappiest computer parts I possibly could get my hands on and, uh, you know, and followed the 20 steps and, you know, built this you – know, you know, crappy computer that could probably barely run Minesweeper. So, but, uh, you know, it, uh, but it worked out. So, you know, it's just kind of like, <clears throat> and I'd really enjoyed it. And like, you know, what I was talking about earlier, it's, you know, always being able to learn something new and always, and knowing that going down the road of like computers and technology, I would never know everything. Cause I think, cause that would, I don't, I don't get how people do that sometimes. It's because I would think it would get boring. You know, and, and luckily with most jobs, there's always something new to learn and, you know, st stuff's always innovating. But that's where I think, uh, you know, technology is the most, uh, the most interesting in that way because it's, it's at a constant change um, and uh, constant improvement. So, yeah, man. So, yeah, it's, it, and that's what kind of just always drew me towards it. And uh, then, you know, knew and I, I kind of had a knack for it. I, you know, was just able to understand computers from, you know, from whenever I was young. And, you know, I was, I knew I had a passion for it or at least, you know, really liked doing it because, you know, it was just something I loved doing in my free time. And, you know, I didn't have to get paid to do it. So <laughs> Dude, I feel that my wife doesn't understand <laughs> why I like computers as much as I do. Um, but I love it because it enables me to create more, to do what I do, to, to game, honestly. Um, but it's a, it's such a like widespread thing that it can open up so many different pathways to different things that you like to do that you can go down. It doesn't just have to be electronically, um, but it opens up yeah. so many different segues to different types of, you know, uh, hobbies passions jobs that you never knew that you can go down just just from computers in and of itself so i i i'm 100 percent with you i feel that yeah i think um the, the most fascinating thing about computers or just technology man is that is the mystery is the mystery of them because nobody really knows the extent to where the future is going to look like because of, you know, because of the way technology is. And I think that's, you know, kind of like a fascinating mystery of, of uh, something that it just, just not knowing where it's going to go, but know that it has, you know, really great possibilities. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like it's, it's, it's almost scary to think like, okay, 
computers will they take over <laughs> like you, you <laughs> or, or technology will they take over it's it's almost a little bit scary and and daunting to to think about the future in that way so yeah i yeah. i'm 100 with you dude so um college what, what oh yeah so what? so sorry about that i, I know <laughs> I, I forgot to answer the rest of that question there um so yeah <clears throat> i was originally planning on going through USC and then finishing up uh, graduated at Stanford. But um, so I was going in um, computer science, um, but then, and, and, you know, it was great. You know, it was great. Like I said, it was just kind of like, you know, staying in college, man. I, you know, one thing that I think that was great about me going to college after the military and not, I, I thought it was a, once I like started, like, I don't know how to say this, but anyway, I just kind of knew it was a good decision. Because I was taking, I knew I was taking college more serious then than I would have at eighteen. I just wouldn't have taken it that seriously, you know. And I and I really understood, like you know, what a you know, you know the value of it, and you know, and um, just I put so so I was putting in much more effort than I knew I would have at eighteen. Man, like, there's just no way, there's just no way I would have put in that much effort. But it's great, you know, because you're getting the most out of those classes and getting the most out of uh, you know what you're learning. Um, and, um, yeah. Oh yeah. So I'd planned on, um, going into a graduate at Stanford, but then I had gotten and kind of caught up with Apple. And so that was kind of a, um, kind of an out of the blue thing. Like I said, you know, it was just, it was not a, you know, like a dream I had or anything. It was like, Oh man, one day I want to work for Apple. What was it? It was, um, how did I get introduced with him? Oh, a buddy of mine. So yeah, a buddy of mine I'd worked with, um, cause I was working like a, uh, like a, uh, Best Buy job. And, um, just while I was just because I wanted to, I didn't need to like the military. Then a cool thing about the military man and going, they have a post nine 11 GI bills where they pay for all your housing. They pay for all, they pay for your books. They pay, well, they pay for like a thousand bucks a year books. But they pay for your classes, obviously, and then they pay for um, uh, you get. They give you a monthly allowance, and it's more than even though they call it the housing allowance, it's more than what you need for housing. Obviously, you can buy whatever you want with it. And of course, I'd save money and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, so you know, I didn't need to, but I was just like, you know what, I still have free time, and you know, I was like, I was just something I was like, you know, I kind of feel like just doing it. You know what I mean? So I, I, I wanted to work with people. Um, and so, yeah, so I, and, you know, I was working with people, working with technology and, you know, there was a, a friend of mine who worked for uh, a Best Buy out there. And so I was like, oh, shoot, shoot, sure. I'll check it out. Um, just for the, you know, just for the fun of it. Um, lulls. yeah, yeah. You know, and it was interesting. It was an interesting company, man. Uh, especially they're going through a crazy time too. They're going through a really crazy time where Best Buy almost shut down completely. Like the the company almost went under. Wow. Yeah, they were they were so low as to like twelve dollars a share at one time. Ooh. Yeah, it was bad. But then they called in. They you know they hired a new CEO, a new CEO who uh, he originally who uh, he was able to turn it around. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so I that's where I kind of got tied up with uh, these Apple guys. Um, you know, just kind of just start, you know, work conversations, stuff like that. And then uh, they found out more about me and like, you know, how I'd been in the military and 
how you know really understand computers and um and I was you know they liked the way I was with uh you know how I handle people and you know interpersonally and stuff like that so so yeah they had me interview for interview for a job they're like hey do you want to you know would you be interested in working for Apple and so I was like shoot why not you know Apple was on top of the sky right you know I mean they kind of still are but you know I mean especially back then man you know they were just uh literally on top of the world so um this was this was after steve jo- unfortunately i didn't never got to meet steve jobs so yeah that was you know that was unfortunately you know he would he had already he was already gone um <clears throat> but i did get to meet a lot of cool people um uh it was a really great environment you, you know you, you know what it's it's funny because people always tell me like oh my god you work for apple they're terrible and uh you know, you know whether they're pro Android or pro Apple or whatever it is. Uh, one thing I'll give Apple though, man, um, which really surprised me. What surprised me about them the most is that they are how they kind of like. How can I say this? How they how they try to you know make people how they perceive themselves out in the world right how they project themselves in the world that's actually how they are internally as a company right as like because they always you know project themselves out in the world as like oh hey we always want to try to give back or we're always like this really environmentally friendly eco friendly and you know employee employee friendly and you know we really care about people company a lot of the times you think companies are just bullshitting you. Right, like, oh, this is part of the mar- is part of the brand, is part of the marketing ploy, right? Is part of you trying to get us to love, trying to just trying to get us to love you as a company, right? Um, but man, they really held held completely to that standard the entire time I was in inside of there. Um, I never had a better learning experience than when I worked with them. So their um, values are like the same throughout. Wherever you find, yeah, through and through and through. I mean, like as far as like, um, just having their employees aware, um, how much they push for the employees to do, um, charity work, um, uh, contribute. They match all your contributions up to times two of all of your charitable contributions, which is insane. Um, they the the amount of tra- the like not just the amount of training but the quality of training that they send you to is outstanding um the quality of like the leadership um i'd say i've never learned more than when i was with apple you know it, it, especially from a business sense especially from a business sense um <clears throat> they've get probably got like the best damn marketing team on the planet and definitely the best lawyers on the planet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, that's so cool. That's so so cool. So, um, what what were your like day to day things that you did for Apple? If you can speak about them, um, yeah, there's not too much in. Yeah, there's some NDA stuff. Um, but what I essentially did is, um. So I was called a solutions consultant and I, I essentially just helped us um, in our third party relationships, right? Uh, with, with third party retailers, essentially. So basically I had an overall quota for each quarter and every fiscal year, right? So basically you, I have to make sure that these third party retailers are selling a certain amount of Apple products every quarter or every, you know, through every fiscal year, essentially. 
Um, <clears throat> but also have to make sure that they're properly, that their personnel are all properly trained, uh, making sure that they're being properly, you know, they have the proper inventory, um, making sure that the brand awareness is there, making sure that the brand is being adequately um, shown in these stores, right? Because like I said, you know, Apple has a, a, a crazy uh, standard, right? Um, for the way that their products look everywhere, right? Especially even these third parties, you know, because they, they really believe that, you know, even the way that uh, customers view their products in third parties make a, a huge impact, which which it does, which it does, right? And, and, and it definitely shows because if you go into like any, like a, like a cell phone store or a, um, or like a, a Best Buy or a Target, and all of a sudden, you know, you walk by an Apple, like you walk by the Apple station, like by the Apple section, and it's just like, like gleaming, right? It's just such a huge difference. The, you, you know, it stands out. Very much so. You know, it, sound, it stands out kind of like a shining example, right? And, um, uh, so that's what I was saying. You know, that's one thing they just do extraordinarily well is uh, is their branding and their their marketing. They're just absolute geniuses in that in that fashion. Yeah, they they always are. <laughs> Apple would be one company that I don't think it could ever work for, just because they're they're so uh, strict with a lot of their things, and sometimes you have to be. Um, but yeah. Me and of myself, I, I feel like I would go crazy after a couple of years. Like a couple of rules need <laughs> to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's weird. Um, I mean, they obviously they, they also want uh, you to express yourself freely. They're really big on customer feed, or sorry, on employee feedback too, right? Because um, they understand that that's where real creativity comes from is freedom of expression and how freely you express yourselves, right? And um, um. So, you know, it, it, but, you know, of course they're, they know that they got to make money. Um, and that's, that's part of the ultimate goal, but, um, I don't know, it, it was just a, it was definitely a very interesting time. And it was, like I said, um, I was never like dissatisfied with my, with my job there or with my work there or with any of the people there, man, just extraordinarily people, just extraordinarily smart people. Um, like I said, I just learned so much. I learned so much working there, right? Some, some I may not use for the rest of my life, but a lot of it, especially the business acumen, you know, I, I 100% will always be able to use that. And, um, all, all of the, um, you know, just, uh, the brand awareness and, um, uh, marketing strategy that I've, I was able to learn from them is just, you know, invaluable. So. Dude, that is, that is wild. It sounds like you had a almost once in a lifetime opportunity to. I would, yeah, man. Yeah. That is, that is incredible. Like most people don't get those, um, but it, it seems like coming from your demeanor and how you take things that you really took it by the head and like, hey, if I'm here, I'm going to put my best foot forward. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to achieve the things that I need to achieve that I want to achieve. Yeah, man. I, I think you you always got to make the best of every situation, right? Um, even though you know it's hard to do that sometimes, right? Um, uh, you know, I think is you know, so you really got to whatever you're doing, you got to be present. You know, you might as well just make the most of it. Um, I mean, but especially with it, with this, with uh, the situation work with Apple, man, it was just, yeah, just overall was amazing. Um, but like I said, you know, really at the end of the day, it wasn't even them why I left. Uh, it was really just at the end of the day, it was just a passion thing. You know, I, I'd kind of, I'd strayed away from the passion of computers and, 
uh, the passion of like, you know, I'd always really loved entertaining people and, you know, and games and stuff like that too. But I'd always straight, I'd straight away from that. And when I was, you know, I, cause I, I started, I, I did a bunch of like acting and stuff like that when I was in high school and younger and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so why I left Apple though, cause like I said, it was, it was, it was, they were just such a great company, but I'd kind of lost, I, I'd strayed away from it. Right. I wasn't doing what wasn't working really with computers. Right. Um, I was just working with a computer company, you know? Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah. And even though, you know, I made great money, um, had a great living, worked for a great company, man anybody i i'm telling you nine nine out of ten people in my position man they would just wrote it out we we kept climbing the ladder you know i, I was definitely up for a promotion um could i could have stayed in apple for 20 years man um but i didn't you know i just I, at the end of the day just wasn't something i was passionate about and even though i could have been very successful for the next 20 years of my life man i just decided it's not worth it you know so um so yeah man i cut uh just kind of cut it off there um, thanked him for such, you know, such an extraordinary, uh, five years and, uh, yeah, ended up leaving, leaving, left California and moved here in Missouri to, and <laughs> back here close to family, thankfully, I think. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, you know, it was a, it was a crazy about 10 years that I was gone. That's the closest we'll get to age. I was, it was about a 10 year span. But, <laughs> but uh, I keep wanting yeah, to press man. you to tell me your age, but I, know <laughs> you, so I won't. I won't. Do that. And and it was to me, it's not even a big deal. But it kind of came became a big deal for them, and they're and so they kept trying to guess and stuff. So Dude, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do some type of like reveal thing down the road. I don't know. I got you. Um. So after leaving Apple, what did you do afterwards? Um. So now. So now my main focus is <clears throat> I still do some consulting, um, like uh, like computer networking consultant consulting, but um, I'm back. I'm, I'm going back into school for law, and <clears throat> I basically want to. There, there's a couple things I want to do. My long, long term goal. Um, which I've always been, this is what I've really been passionate about, man, is, is really, is, I want to start my own charity or my own nonprofit eventually, eventually down the road, right? It's, it takes a lot of preparation, a lot of planning, um, capital, client base. Oh my gosh, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's going to take some time, some time. So I know all about <clears> that. <throat> Starting my own company, wanting to have the clientele, but don't have the clientele, wanting to have the <laughs> you 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 got to do with little to make more um yeah so trying to trying to keep the overhead very small um, yeah yeah right and this is like a non-profit kind of charity char- charity that i'm trying to you know but so this is for down the road this isn't for like you know i don't really, like a career type of thing um but so yeah i you know like i said i kind of strayed away from what i wasn't passionate about um and so um, like I said, I'd always really been interested in the idea of, uh, becoming a lawyer to help people, um, you know, when I was younger and I kind of got back into that. So, um, so yeah, I figured while I was studying, I was like, man, you know, I, I you know, found Twitch and 
that's kind of how I found Twitch is that I, you know, I had so much free time again that I'd started, you know, browsing the internet, you know, messing around with some video games again. Cause I didn't, I didn't play video games for a while, man. Even though I'd loved them so much when I was younger, man. And you know, it's all I did for so much too. So, uh, uh, but yeah, so I'm going, sorry, sorry, so sorry. Um, I'm going back into school now for law. I don't know what practice exactly, but um, I'm thinking criminal law. Um, I don't know if I want to do um, um, a defense or prosecuting yet, but it's it's mainly just to try to, you know, uh, do what I can to help defend or prosecute people. We'll see. There's, gotcha. there's still a decision, still a decision to be made. You know, it, and I know it sounds crazy, right? Because... You would think I'd been on this planet for like 50 years by all these things I'm trying to do, right? I don't, but I don't know, man. It's just like, um, I think just at the end of the day, I'm going to be happy that I kind of just, you know, went, I decided what I wanted to do and just, and and I just decided to do it. Dude, I, so, I tell my wife that literally it's just the pursuit of happiness. It is yeah. the end of my wife my wife at the end of my life do i want to be upset with the things that i never accomplished and also upset with the things that i did do that weren't good enough or do i want to be happy at the end of my life and have a full life and say that hey i did this like no one else can take this away from me but my stamp of approval is on it and i did that thing that i always wanted to do um and I tell I tell myself that every single morning that I wake up that I don't want to do anything, um, that hey, you want to be great, don't you? So you you gotta kick yourself yeah. in the gear every single day. Absolutely, yeah, you gotta earn it every day, man. But also, I mean, dude, and you know, I left a crazy, amazing situation. My dude, like people thought I was crazy. My, my like my family thought that I had like secretly gotten fired or like was just doing something crazy because they're like, you know, cause think about it. Like you're, I'm like, I'm in the middle of a great career. I was living in an amazing place in, in Northern California. You know, I could have, you know, I could have easily just gotten a promotion and, you know, um, and, you know, kept on moving up the ladder for the next 20 years in Apple. But they're like, well, wait, you want to, you want to leave? <laughs> you you want to leave and do what now and just completely switch gears and uh after all this time and what <laughs> so they i don't know you know what i mean so they thought i was a little crazy but you know what um they also thought i was a little crazy when i went out on a whim and man i left when i left for california after the military dude i didn't have any plans i didn't have any i didn't have a job i didn't have a i didn't have any set plans but i just knew it was something i needed to do something i wanted to do something i wanted and, you know, I just believe in myself, man. And, and I know it sounds kind of crazy and cheesy and cheesy as hell, but I just, I just, you know, I just knew it was something I really wanted to do. And I knew, um, so I just figured out what I had to do to make it work. And, um, so yeah, man, you know, you find a job, find a, you know, find something <clears throat> find a school you wanted to go to. And, um, yeah, man. You just do what you got to do. I understand. Pretty much. Pretty much. I, I know it kind of sounds like such a simplistic, you know, answer or thing to say. But uh, at the end of the day, it all, you know, it's really what it comes down to. Right. Um, so in the midst of trying to figure out what you want to do, you found Twitch. Um, how long have you been on yeah. Twitch? Crazy. It's probably been about six months now, I think. I had, to, like I said, I had a little bit of hiatus there, but only for like a couple of weeks. 
maybe so um but yeah yeah maybe six months which is crazy it's six months now because it feels like it hasn't been that long but um but yeah it had, it had yeah it has to be six months now yeah Dude, so because I'm, I'm realized because the badge because my like badge updated recently that's right <laughs> Dude, that's that's cool man like to see you taking off and have a, a follower base and a community that's behind you that literally backs you with everything that you're doing i remember when you uh, took off that time um people would come into my discord who are in your discord and begin to say <laughs> hey do you know where future's at and i'm like dude i i don't I have it talked to him um uh, for for them to do that speaks highly of you and what you do with them so uh that's that's congratulations are in order because that's not an easy thing to do man i don't know if i'm taking off but uh but i i would i will say man i don't yeah i don't know if my stream's taken off or anything but uh no but but it's been cool i mean especially i mean well i'll say i'm i it i couldn't have asked for like the first couple first few months to go any better than it did man it was insane because like um we got uh what was it was able to get affiliate after the first month which was which let's be honest affiliates like you know like if if you're breathing on twitch you're affiliate pretty much you know what i mean let me let me tell you this before you go into this um i looked you up you are in the top two percent of twitch so just what just 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 think of that right there you're in the top two percent and the average what it takes people around two years to get affiliate depending on how much and how often they stream two years well let me say really yes so wait um, how am i in the top two percent of like affiliates no of of people in twitch like viewer status everything you you were in the top two percent along with along with other content creators like of course there's there's that top tier that you know if you're not like nick Merckx or or you know yeah somebody else high like that to the tap man you're not really but you are in the top two percent wait where'd you i'm gonna have to get proof on these metrics man because even i i i I run the stream and i don't even believe that no (laughs) no that's no that's awesome i'll have to i'll have to take a look at that man that's crazy um for six months and like your your average is about what i want to say nine to ten correct or maybe a little bit more nine to ten viewers Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, the last average is now over the last month, it's over twelve. Yeah, dude, that's a, a lot of people. Yeah, it's just it's just getting over there. A, a lot of people don't even come close to that, man. So that's that's, that's wow, really really cool. Um, well, I see. I always thought. Well, I thought. I know that's a little different. I thought affiliate was a little bit easier too, because with affiliate you have to have what you have to have fifty followers. Um, three concurrent viewers, and I think was it eight total hours streamed within thirty days. Yeah, eight but I know people streamed. don't always have that time and stuff like that. Um, what trips people up a lot is that three concurrent. Like I follow this guy. Oh, really? On, really? Uh, yes, the three concurrent is kind of difficult for some people. So I follow this guy on uh, Instagram, and I've, I've followed him for probably around eight or nine months, and um, he is just now getting to the part or to the point in his streaming career where he's able to hit affiliate. He's not even affiliate yet. And he's Dude, streaming. What a so what a what an honest individual because I'd figured people are probably just like pulling up their own streams or something. Sometimes you know what I mean? That. Yeah. You know what I mean to get like an extra view or whatever or having their friend or whatever join in like, "Hey, do you mind getting me to that number 3?" Dude, what an honest individual though to like just like, "Nope, not doing it." 
I, we we got to get that on its three. So that's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's it's, crazy. It's wild, man. It's wild. Well, and that's like, what I was saying. Like, I I definitely know. Like, um, I, I I'm so I was so I don't even know if I could say blessed. I'm not an, I'm not a religious person, but it's like I'm so fortunate to like the first month we were able to hit affiliate and um you know to hit it that quickly i i honestly so this was my mindset um because i like i said I, I i've been through some of the most realistic positions you can be in right like going to the military straight out of high school working for corporations like i was like all right let's have a realistic outlook on this i was like i expected to be streaming to myself for at least like six months oh yeah I, I just figured I'd be like, hey, I'll be here, you know, four to six months, probably just talking to myself or whatever. You know, hopefully we'll get some people in eventually. <clears throat> but by the end of the first month, we were able to hit affiliate, which was absolutely nuts. Right. It was it was amazing. And then in that first month, was it um that first month we hit 50 subs? Dude, that is wild. That is wild. That is something that regular <laughs> that content creators who who don't really focus on Twitch or that stream on Twitch as a hobby uh don't hit. So that is really really cool to see that. Yeah. And that's what it you know and that's kind of what it still is for me too, right? Um you know, I wish I could do full time right now, but until it until it becomes kind of like a a living type of thing, which I hey man, if it turns out to like that man, I mean, that would be great. You know, what I mean, cuz there's a lot of ideas that I think of that I just don't have the resources or time to do, unfortunately. But, you know, <clears throat> it's one of those things that's crazy. It's like, you know, some people say that, you know, success is easy when you become successful because, you know, because there's so many, it gives you so many opportunities, so many options, but, you know, but it takes so much hard work to be successful in any field anyways. But it's just like, uh, you know, Hopefully, hopefully I can get down down to that road one day. Uh, you know, even though this was completely out of the blue, to be honest, you know, I thought it would be something fun to do. That's why I've I've never taken donations on my stream. Everything's always been to a charity. Um, like if you if you go on my stream, like there the donation link and link it sends you directly to a charity. It doesn't send you to like mine or or anything like that. Is this something I decided to do since the beginning? Um, <clears throat> when I first started the stream, I was just like, Hey, you know, it's, um, I've always, I've always had a strong belief in, um, volunteering your time. I always, I, th I think it's very important to people to volunteer their time, um, at, at whatever charity they think is important to them or whatever charities there are out there. Um, there, there's great websites online that help you, um, find, uh, local charities near, near to you. Um, <clears throat> And so, yeah, so I figured, hey, you know what, um, this is going to be just for fun. So what I did instead is like, well, you know, it'll be a kind of fun thing we can do. We'll just pick a different charity every month. And uh, that's where all the donations will go to. Dude, that is such a such a wholesome thing, dude. You're you're regardless if you are a religious person or not, you are a wholesome individual. <laughs> like, I, I, I just I just feel that from you. Um, so going so that's forward, the Midwest in me, man. True, true, dude. So another thing I, I wanted to like quickly just say is that But well, the California live, Mimi just wants me to take the money and run. So <laughs> I understand that. Um we lived in just about the same place for a good Really? Year. Yeah. Like I lived in Missouri. 
St. Louis. Oh, really? Whereabouts? Like, uh, so. Oh, I think you did tell me about this, actually. I started out in uh, downtown St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, lived there for six months. And then I lived in St. Charles for a good, like, four, maybe. Um, Ooh, number one crime rate in the U.S.? What, what? Dude, when I heard that, I was like, no way. Yeah, I think it's, but I think it's just because it's reported crimes. I think there are definitely other cities out there like Detroit and Chicago and stuff like that, that, uh, that even though St. Louis is no, like it's, it's definitely not a pretty sight right now. There's, oh my gosh, you go around some areas of St. Louis, it is bad. Oh yeah. Not trying to shed any light on it, but, um, but I think there are definitely worse cities out there right now. Um, but you know, they can only go off reported crimes. Sorry, but go, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I just just wanted to throw that fact in there that we kind of lived in the same uh, almost yeah that's crazy a little bit yeah dude um i often think about things like that like what if i what if i ran into you and uh, i didn't <laughs> know who you were at, at one point um so I, my, my brain always defaults <clears> to these <throat> things. Where, yeah where's about in st louis did like in like northern southern or um dude I, I honestly i don't know it was uh, i know st st charles is kind of off oh dude louis county and then I lived in downtown. St. Charles is really close. Yeah, I lived in downtown yeah. St. Louis for like Even though St. Louis isn't that big, right? Like that's no, the thing. It's like St. Louis isn't that big. But it's um not huge. But um you know what's so funny, man? It's cause Missouri Missouri's still a red state. Yeah. Right. So um Missouri, it's basically like two different states in its own. Like it's St. Louis and then Missouri. Right. <laughs> Very much it's so, just yeah. so different. It's Very just different. Cause the rest outside of maybe Springfield too, right? Cause they got Mizzou and all that. So they're, they're pretty progressive out there too, but it's like, other than that, man, it's just country and, you know, South and, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's just crazy how um, Missouri has those just two It's it's just two different entirely entire States inside of its uh, inside of one. And it's uh, Kansas city too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Kansas City too, Kansas City. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's an interesting state. It's an interesting state. Um, it's a boring state, and uh, <laughs> man, that's why they call it misery. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> very much so. Um, so going forward, like I kind of, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on how you got into content creation. Like, where did that all originate from? Hmm. So. When I, like I said, like one of the original things when I was like, you know, kid, I wanted to be an actor, right? And I, I just really liked the expression of it. And I was always very frustrated and I always thought of it uh, as a good way to kind of let emotions out in a way and uh, a good way to express yourself. Um, but a good way to kind of express yourself through different characters, Right. And I always thought it was, uh, you know, um, and I always liked entertaining people. Right. Or I, I always got more joy out of other people's joy of things. Okay. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So like, I'm like, so if there's like a good part in a movie or a good part of something, I'm like, oh, you know, you got to listen to this. No, no, no. You got to see this. You got to see this. You're going to love it. You know what I mean? Cause it's, cause it's, you, you get the joy out of, uh, other people's joy of things. Right. So, um, and the same thing of wanting to entertain people. I was actually voted best actor out of my high school. Hey, but <laughs> but it's, no, it's just because I, I think I just had the most friends vote for me. But uh, 
but uh, it, it was pretty big. What was it? My high school was about three to 4,000 kids. It was a pretty big high school. Um, yeah, I went to Hazelwood Central High mm. out I know, there. I know where Hazelwood's at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went to Hazelwood. Um, so, yeah, went, went out there. Um, content creation. Sorry, sometimes I get a little lost in my uh, internet boomer brain. But, uh, so, yeah, man, I, I always liked acting. Um Saying a little bit, I was like in a band when I was when I was younger too. Right? Who the hell wasn't though? You know, what I mean, who wasn't in some kind of terrible ass band, right? We had one, we had one talented musician in the band, and it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> it was our guitars, and uh, so uh, so yeah, man. We uh, you know was, that was fun. You know, performing was fun. Um, we didn't do anything like big or anything. You know, what I mean, it was you know, we made a bunch of like crappy tracks and whatnot. <laughs> You know, nothing, nobody would give a second listen to. So, uh, but you know, we had fun with it. We had fun with it and it was creation. It was, you know, just us, you know, having fun and experimenting with stuff. Um, but yeah, man. So, but I did act in a bunch of school plays, um, stuff at like, um, you know, community center when I was younger. And so, yeah, I originally got, I guess I got into content creation that way as far as like, well, that's what I can think of as far as like entertainment, <clears throat> but as far as like, you know, I always look at it kind of strange as far as like, because I'm trying, I'm just trying to get into YouTube and stuff like that. I, I, I'm really starting to think of different YouTube ideas. Um, but as far, because I'm thinking of content creation as far as like now, right? Like how I got into Twitch and stuff like that. Is, is that kind of more of what you were trying to think of too? I mean, is like how I, no, that was, that was a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was something I'd always like wanted to do, but it was kind of like one of those childhood dreams of like, come on, you, you'll never really do that. Right. Like, like it's always, you know, it was always a great dream, but you know, you, you, you had, you had to do something to pay bills and, you know, be a grown up about. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. So now that I'm had the free time, then I was like, you know, I started searching the internet again and playing games again and having fun and, then I, you know, I, I really didn't know much about Twitch until I, until maybe a, almost a year before I started streaming. Um, I'd never had the time for it, right? I never had the time for it. So, um, so yeah, I found Twitch and always found it really interesting. I'm like, oh my god, this is insane. I was like, this is crazy, and pretty much anybody can do it. You just, you just link up, and you know, and. You, yeah, you just start your stream up. You play some games. You do some in, uh, entertaining stuff, and um, pretty much the most entertaining person wins, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's how I feel a lot of times, man. Uh, <laughs> right, and, and and honestly, that's a very simplistic way to look at it too, right? Because it's like you know, you, you gotta. It's hard. You you gotta get people's attention in some way first off, right? You can. You can be very entertaining, but if nobody hears or sees your stream, then uh, they're not going to know you're, if you're entertaining. It's you know true. It's true. So there, there's de- especially now it's a lot more saturated now too. So um, I wish I would have gotten into it sooner. I really wish I would have gotten into it sooner. I um, I think there would have been some interesting things I could have done if I got into into this even sooner. To be honest, um, you know, which which is why I totally get why kids are just so excited and interested and everybody wants to be a streamer these days 
that's what I was saying before, man. Like in, in when I when I was younger, like everybody wanted to be an actor, everybody wanted to be a movie star, everybody wanted to be Brad Pitt. But now, streaming's taken over that spot. Now everybody wants to be a streamer. And everybody wants to be a professional gamer or a YouTuber. Yes, exactly. Everybody wants to be a YouTuber or or a streamer, right? Or a professional Fortnite player. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, that's what's kind of taking, you know, that's what took over that whole, I want to be a famous actor. You know, that's what's taken over that spot now. Um, In a way, you're kind um, of living that, like your your dream as an actor slash entertainer because you're on stream and you, and you do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing you, cause you are, you know, you are acting, right? You are, you, you definitely are acting, right? Cause nobody's, you know, you, you, you play things up and you, um, add emotion or you, you know, I mean, it's not, you're trying to become, you're not being fake or, you know, you're not being, being a complete fabrication. Um, no, you're just trying to be entertaining, right? You're trying to, trying to brighten somebody's day and you're trying to have fun with your day. Right. So, um, so this is the way I kind of have fun with my days now. Dude, totally understand. Um, I want to, I want to know more about this subject specifically so okay dude how did you come to be known as future like i've always <laughs> always have wanted to know that really um <laughs> well the legend is written in stone uh under uh stonehenge no i'm just kidding it's uh <laughs> so I, so i i was i've always been a, like i said i've always been fascinated with like um with you know just like crazy technology and stuff like that so i've always loved back to the future back to the future was a a really really cool uh just a great you know movie and like just the trilogy and just like the movies in general just awesome to me and i thought they were really great um and so i was thinking of different so i was thinking about stream names right whenever i was thinking about making a stream um as you can tell, man, I waited for a while because I wanted to make sure I didn't want to start a crappy stream. I was like, no, I want to make sure I'm prepared. I want to make sure it's, you know, it's something that's going to grab people's eyes. Right. Well, like whenever I first started, right. I could have started months, months before, but I waited that year because I wanted to get a good microphone. I wanted to make sure that I had a good setup um, or at least a decent one. Right. Um, you know, uh, decent monitors and, you know, a decent computer to run it all and uh, decent lighting, whatever, or just a decent, a, a a cozy area as well too, because, um, <clears throat> and I think it was, it was definitely worth the wait, even though, like I said, I wish I would have gotten into it earlier, but it was definitely worth the wait. Um, because that's one of the first things people always tell me, because I always ask people like, Hey, how, you know, how'd you catch the stream? And, you know, what, you know, what, what kind of, you know, what kind of brought you here? It's like, Oh man, I saw your, your stream look really great. And I was looking at some of the, you know, some of the, uh, different, uh, streams around you and yours looked really nice and it was, uh, pretty well put together. So yeah, you're looking for something that's catching and grabby and stuff like that. Now, as far as names though, sorry, I know I kind of went off the bend there for a second too, but as far as names, so at first I was thinking Marty McFly, right? <clears throat> what was it? At first I was thinking Marty McFly cause I'd always kind of identified with that right um but i was but then i was like well no that's like an actual person or it's or it's a it's already a persona right so i was like marty mcfly is already like a fictional character and it's like you know so i was like i'm not gonna go around being like another marty mcfly um so i was like well what a what about 
um, Back to the Future. I, I thought about Back to the Future. Um, what was it? There's a couple other names I had thought of, but then whenever I thought, I, I what was it? And then just out of nowhere, I kind of just thought of, well, what if I just do I'm from the future? Right. Um, I just thought it was really, it was kind of, it was kind of catchy. Right. I just thought it was, it stood out. Like just kind of when I thought of it, I was just like, oh man, that really stands out. And at first I even thought of doing, I was like, well, should I do a whole like futuristic setup? But I was like, man, I don't know. That can be a lot to maintain. Like, like I, I just don't have equipment for all that yet. And, uh, I was like, might be a little too much. And plus I was like, <laughs> I wanted to have more of like a, uh, a relaxed kind of, kind of situation than that. And even though that's super entertaining too, um, I wanted people to be more of a, be at more of a relatable level than just strictly entertainment. I feel like that's more of like a doctor disrespect kind of thing, <laughs> right? Where he's just straight up crazy entertaining and, you know, really, <clears throat> and yeah, so I man, that so much respect for what that guy does and what he's been doing for years. So Jesus Christ, disrespect. For what <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just Sorry, my dad joke. Man, for no, 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 dude. It's it's great. It's uh, but yeah, it's you know, you definitely gain so much respect for what he's done and how much, man, how much work and effort that had to take for you know the years that he wasn't huge, you know, doing still doing the same things and uh, well, yeah. So yeah, man. So um, so yeah, it, it, it kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, you, you know, I'm from the future. But so yeah, I thought about maybe doing a futuristic thing, but I was just like, ah, no, we, you know, we'll, we want to be a little bit more relatable than that. So <clears throat> as far as future, though, um, it kind of just came off of naturally, though. It kind of just came off of people because I'm from the future is a very long name. Right. And so people just <laughs> instead of every time, hey, I'm for the future. Hey, I'm for the future. You know what I mean? So um like, yo, just call me future. That's so instead all. of just, you know, saying a sentence before telling me anything, right? <laughs> um yeah, people just started saying, you know, naturally just started saying future. Um and that's kind of where it came from, right? Um But yeah, as like I said, I wish I had a really cool origin story of you know where i'm from the future came from but that's really where it all stems from is um i was a huge back to the future fan or it still am um and that's why you see like all my like emotes like my like my um sub badges or not my emotes but my sub badges are all influenced by back to the future like my my initial one month badge it's uh the marty mcfly hat um what is it the three month badge is the hoverboard and then the uh, sixth month badge is the uh, Nike Air Mags, and then uh, the ninth month badge is the DeLorean. Uh, and then I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have the one year badge as a as like a shining uh, a shining gold DeLorean. Dude, that's so yeah, that'll be pretty cool. That's so cool. I, one thing that uh, that makes me smile, man, whenever whenever somebody subs, and it was like, yo. You get your own time machine, and I love that so much. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, that's just I. I definitely put a lot of time. That's one thing I. I definitely put a lot of time into the little details because I think I'm trying to make the most of you know. Because when you're a smaller streamer, man, um, you don't have all of that uh, extra, you know, 
you don't have all of those, all the accessibility of a, of a of a larger streamer, right? So I try to make the most out of what what we get, right? So what we do get is affiliate. What we get sub badges, we get sub emotes, uh, and we get channel points. Um, so I really focus hard on those three things to make them stand out, um, and to make them something that people value. So I spent a lot of time on. What we wanted the sub what what we wanted the sub emotes to be, um, <clears throat> was it the badges? The badges. Once I figured that out, that was pretty easy actually, because I was just like, oh man, this will be great. Um, you know, it fits in with the future theme. Um, and you know, and people can relate to them. Um, the badges huge. I I I think I think about those so much. Sub badges and the channel points. The channel points just because it's you know it's just another way to keep people interacting. Whether it's interacting in chat, whether it's interacting with you, interacting with the stream, and it gives them a reason to watch because they need to get more channel points and either and able to use them, they got to get more of them, right? So um, <clears throat> it's basically you know marketing and branding one on one, right? So uh, trying to um, right trying to use what's at your disposal um, to gain an influence, so. Uh, so yeah, man, we, I try to utilize those is, you know, to the maximum value, you know, what, what do we got? We got those, those are what we got. So, um, so yeah, I'm always trying to think of new, new ideas for, um, anything. And, you know, and, and I get this question a lot from, uh, other, you know, when you're a small streamer, man, a majority of your viewers are also streamers, right. Or people that are trying to stream. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're always in the question of, you know, oh wait, hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting into streaming. You know, what you got any tips? You got any tricks? You got anything like this? Um, and that's one of the main things too. Is just it, you know, always always think a little. The littlest details are really what make the difference, right? Because um, it's really hard to be original these days. So even though you might think of these tiny differences, it, these tiny differences make a big difference because it's very very difficult to be a, completely original these days. Hundred <clears throat> percent. So like. I mean, for instance, what is it? Um, so yeah, for instance, what like there's the whole "you laugh, you lose" challenge. This is something recent that I've started doing on the stream, right? Um, you know, everybody's heard of the "you laugh, you lose" challenge, and they everybody they've been wanting me to do one forever, right? And we did one, but I was just kind of like, mm. you know, it, it didn't really sit right with me because I'm like, okay, we did like a the the main reason too is because I always kind of felt like people just always at the end, they just eventually laugh on you laugh, you lose challenge. Cause it's just like, Oh man, the old crap that got me, which, Hey, that's hey, if it's entertaining, if it's in an entertaining way, you know, never knock it. Right. Um, you know, I, I never want to knock anything that anybody else does that, you know, brings people joy or entertains people. But I always kind of thought of it as kind of like a man. It, it seemed very expected. And that's one thing. You, you, I kind, I always kind of want to surprise people in a way, or, uh, or bring something new. So I, I tried to do a whole "you laugh, you lose" challenge where I was just, you know, not laughing, like just really trying my hardest to not laugh at all. But also, it just seemed a little short to me. It seemed pretty cheap. Uh, it seemed seemed like a cheap trick to me too. So, um, in order to kind of put my own spin on it, I came up with every time I laugh, I lose. Right. So what I did is uh, instead of because, you know, instead of just trying my hardest not to laugh 
Um, I'll still try, but it's going to happen, right? We're going to laugh eventually at some of these funny clips. So what I did is instead of just not trying to laugh the whole time is whenever I laughed, each time that I did, we rolled a game of marbles. And on all these, and on all the marbles, it lists a punishment like, um, what is it? Uh, doing like a hydrate train, which oh, I don't know if, well, actually I'll explain what a hydrate train is too. Sorry. So eating a pepper, eating a really hot pepper, um, using a wax strip, um, uh, random viewer gets a VIP, right? So basically doing every time I laughed, I would have to, you know, roll a marbles game with all these punishments on it. So that way, instead of just worrying about trying this whole time, Oh my God, is he going to laugh this once? Is he going to laugh once? No, you know, instead of just creating that one moment at the end, now we have a, it's a whole stream of moments. Um, and it's something different than I've seen that I haven't seen it out there before. I'm not saying it's completely original, right? But it's just that that's what I'm saying though. It's just adding little differences and thinking of little details to make it yours that you know, puts a little bit of originality on it. And it also entertains people and uh, entertains people in a different way than they've seen before. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. And you know, that's been turning out pretty well. Um, oh yeah. Sorry. What a hydrate train is anyway. Um, I don't think I've seen anybody call. I mean, it's just a name anyway, but I, the, where, where this kind of came from is I just got tired of drinking water, right? You know, that's one of the first things you get is like, oh, hydrate. Oh, hydrate. That's one of the first original channel points. Hydrate. Uh, yeah. Right. And so whenever I first started getting high, when I first started, when I first got channel points, people were just, you know, Standard. before I thought of, yeah, before I thought of a bunch of different type of original channel points that I wanted to do, I had a bunch of the standard ones. So yeah, so people just spam it. Spam it people just spam hydrate until until the point where I'm literally downing two bottles in a row, like at the same time. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So I just poured the bottle of water over my head, and people loved it. And so I was like, hell with it. All right, all right. Well, let's see how many bottle. How many is it usually in a bottle? All right, about ten hydrates for a bottle. So hey, if we get ten hydrates in a row, I'll just pour the end bottle on my head. How about that, guys? You know, and it, uh, and everybody loved it. So um, so that's where that was kind of born. Um, but yeah, man, so it's kind of like, um, you know, it kind of, and that where it comes, that's where it comes in knowing your audience and, uh, just kind of, kind of going with the flow and being able to like, uh, I don't know, just kind of think on your feet, you know what I mean? But, uh, and you definitely do that. Well, let me tell you, like your, your, your stream is popping every time I jump in there, dude, you, you have a, a consistent, um, community that, that loves being there for your streams. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, it's um, it's amazing, man. I mean, I, I, I'm obviously I still have we still have a long way to go, right? It's, it's still it's still a small stream by you know by by any means, but it's just amazing having anybody there. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I'm six months in now, and this is where I plan to be. We're you know maybe getting a viewer or so. You know what I mean? And. uh so yeah, it was so incredible to get to that first month, and then get to that second month with, uh, you know, having subs and whatnot. And um, but but to actually be here and have like regular individuals, and more importantly, to have people, man. Whenever I had to go on a hiatus, and to have people concerned about me like that, that was crazy. That was that was yeah that was yeah that was kind of crazy. I mean, it was, you know, I, I'm definitely very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to it's hard to 
put into words. I understand. I understand. When when I think about support, it's never it's never just money or views. It's it's about having people who like really care about how like you yeah. you know and, and what you're yeah, definitely. trying to back your dream. So I definitely understand that. Um last topic before we kind of start to wrap things up, dude, I really want to know what what type of charity work are you wanting to get into? Like if if it was like yeah. um in a perfect world and you're able to, you know, really start your dream like right now, what type of charity work would it be? Um, it would be um, focused in poverty, whether it's um, in the U.S. or, you know, um, or outside of the U.S. as well, too. Um, I think trying to lower the uh, national poverty line, you know, just the national poverty line in general, I think it would it, it helps a lot of issues. Um, and I think a lot of the money. I think a lot of the money spent on projects uh, geared towards um, helping helping people helping people impoverished people is is I think it's a lot of it is misused. Um, I think a lot of it is used um, in just in very very I don't know um, misunderstood ways. I mean, it just in a lot of ways that just uh, aren't really helping the, the general issue. Um, whether it's, you know, a lack of research or a lack of trying or a lack of care. And I'm not saying all these, there are, there are a bunch of really, really great um, initiatives out there and a, a lot of great charities who do very, very important, great work. But I think there are also a lot of charities out there who are just cutting checks and, you know, or people out there just cutting checks to, you know, whether it's for, <clears throat> tax purposes or just a, you know, social currency, you know what I mean? The, the real, the real social currency, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and by social currency, I mean, buying likes, right? Buying, yeah. buying people and buying people that like you, right? So buying, buying the uh, general public. So yeah, man. Um, so yeah. And um trying to think of anything else. But yeah, so I think that starts off with like, you know, trying to build, trying to build uh, communities within, um, within, um, within areas that have um, um, some sort of economic growth. I, cause one thing, I, I'm, I know I'm kind of like all over the place here right now, but I, the one way it kind of um, gets misspent, I think that they build these play. they, they basically give these families I, I've seen a lot of projects where it builds homes for families but it really doesn't build a future for the family so it's basically like oh hey we put a roof over your head but you but sorry the place that we build it they really don't have any jobs for you or it's you know, really there's really no great schools in the area for your kids or you know what I mean so it's kind of just like that, that's why it's it's hard to go into like to put just to put it in short words but that's what my main focus would be is to kind of you know be focused on a poverty line so dude that's um that's such a like cool dream to have yeah. like we need yeah. more so like i would that. say what i've worked with the most is what was it um the charity that i've liked the most though was when we worked with these kids and excuse me sorry where we would give them um 
it was high school kids from ninth grade all the way to 12th grade. Um, and we would basically essentially help them with business acumen. And every grade they would help, they would um, become more and more acclimated with how to grow a business, how to come up with a business plan, how to work, you know, a budget. Um, and then at the, was it by the time their senior project, we would actually eventually line them up with internships, but they would completely build a, a business from the ground up. They would think of a product. They would think of um, the materials, um, think of cost, think of how to manu- how to manufacture it, how much is, you know what I mean? They would factor in all of that. They would come up with an entire business plan. And man, that w- I thought that was, that was such an amazing, it, it's called build. The, the charity is called build. Um, <clears throat> and man, they do such great work for kids. And I was thinking that was probably one of the coolest organizations I've worked with. Dude, that's really cool. I, I, I love hearing about things like that. Even if I can't, uh, facilitate that to my highest being, um, I would, I'd love to work with things like that. Um, I am in myself, I love people. Um, so I definitely can empathize with what you're coming with. Dude, those, man, and those kids, dude, they, they were, um, geez, they, they were driven too. Cause man, I, I remember being somewhat of a driven kid, but there's no way I was thinking about business acumen in 10th grade or 11th grade, man. <laughs> there's no way. So, uh, so yeah, that was pretty, it was, uh, it was very impressive. It was, it was very impressive to see, um, you know, what these high school kids were coming up with, man. Dude. Yeah. I feel that. Well, um, Thank you for, for, for being on with me. The last thing before we go, where can people find you online, Future? Oh, shoot. So you can find me in the future. Um, it would be uh, twitch.com slash I'm from the future. And um, I do have a YouTube that is full of about 1 million videos. I'm just kidding. It has absolutely no videos. But I'm coming. Uh, but I, I'm starting to post videos. And my main, my main idea with that, too, is I'm trying to have a um, – when, whenever I start posting videos, I want it to be on a regular schedule. So I'm trying to like make sure it's not just one post here and then another month I'll make another post here. But also, like I said, I'm really focused on the Twitch right now too. So, um, so yeah, that's where I'm, I'm, I stream pretty regularly if, uh, you know, if at least five weeks or five, five days a week. So yeah, sorry, twitch.com slash I'm from the future. Um, I do have a Twitter, but you know, Everything's 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 found on my Twitch, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, man. But hey, thank you so much for uh, thanks for so much for having me, man. I've never done anything like this, and um, couldn't be happy, couldn't be more honored, man. Be the first, be your first guest on the soon to be famous Fisher Podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. The man, untraditional podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, the untraditional podcast, man. I appreciate okay. you so much. <laughs>